series. We're in a series called Being Street Smart. And it's been a series, it, it, it's a series about what is wisdom, understanding what, what, kingdom wisdom, what kingdom wisdom is all about, understanding how we can acquire and get this wisdom. And every week, <clears throat> every week I've been sharing on this. And my message today is simply titled, Wise Living. Wise Living. How many of you enjoyed Fabian's message last week? It's good, right? Well, we have more surprises coming up next month. I'm not going to mention. Second week of next month. Second week of next month. <laughs> but uh, today's, today's message is wise living. You know, uh, a, teacher asked, a teacher asked a student, if you were to choose between wealth and wisdom, what would you choose? So the student obviously said, obviously, the student said, obviously I would choose wealth. You know, I would choose wealth. And the teacher said, no, no, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's bad. I would choose wisdom. And the student said, that's okay, sir. You always need to ask for what you don't have. <laughs> you always need to ask for what you don't have. You know, there's an ancient Indian legend of a king who loved chess. He challenged visitors to a game and was, was usually victorious. One day, a traveling sage visited the kingdom and was challenged to a game. Now, to entice him to play, the king offered to give the sage whatever reward he asked for if he won. When the king was defeated, to honor his word, he asked the sage what prize he would like. The sage asked for one grain of rice to be placed on the first square of the chessboard, on the first square of the chessboard, and then that it be doubled on each following square. The request seemed modest, and the king ordered a bag of rice to be brought. One grain was placed on the first square, two on the second, four on the third, eight on the fourth, and so on. But it quickly became apparent the terms of the request were impossible to meet. By the 21st square, more than a million grains of rice would be required. By the 31st square, the total would go way over that, with more than half of the chessboard still left to go. You know, small things, say small things. Say small things. Small things have a big impact when they are added together. Small things have a big impact when they are added together. And it is really important for each and every one of us to seek God's wisdom for every decision we make. Regardless of how small it may seem to us. Regardless of how small it may seem to us. You know, when we add to our wisdom, when we add to our wisdom and understanding, it grows stronger and stronger. Husbands and wives... I've been loving picking, up on husband, picking on husbands and wives throughout this series. How many of you know that when you go to a mall and you're searching for parking space and your wife says, go right? And obviously, as husbands, we always think we know better than the wives. No, no, no. I've been here more than you. 
every other day I am over here, most of the parking is available on the left. And then you turn to the left, and you're driving and driving and driving, and eventually make your, di make your direction to the place where your wife told you to go, and you finally find parking. Now it may be something really small. Oh, so what? You got it right. One in, one, one in 10, one in five, one in 10, one in 15. Those are small things. Foolishness is not listening to your wife even when it comes to small things. Wisdom is just giving your wife the nod and turn in whichever direction she asks you to turn and follow. You know, we often, under, we, we, we often underestimate that if it's something really small, I have control of this. If it's something really small, I'm able to do this. But let me tell you, let me tell you, when God gives wisdom, when God gives you wisdom, when you ask from God for wisdom, it's for both the big and the small. And you being able to step out into a place where you're able to surrender completely and give everything to him. Not keep the small bits for you. You know, the problem is today, the problem is we've forgotten what it is to enjoy life. We call ourselves Christians. We say that we're lovers of God. We believe that God is the God of miracles. God is the God of breakthrough. God is the God of victory. And then when something happens, we act like the whole world comes crumbling down on us. We need, to remind, we need to remind ourselves constantly and we need to remember that we are under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We are under the Lordship of the Kingdom of God. We are ambassadors of the Kingdom of God. And as long as we are under the, uh, as long as we are under the, under the Lordship of Christ, everything, within that everything that happens within that environment gives you security. Why? Because you are directly under the Lordship of Christ. You are functioning out of the kingdom of God. Everything that you are doing, you are in sync with God and you believe that God knows best. But, but something happens when tragedy strikes, when a difficult situation comes our way. Now mind you, we've seen God work through, we've seen God work through the worst. We've seen God take us from breakthrough to breakthrough to breakthrough to breakthrough, from battle to battle, Victoria, from victory to victory. And when something after a while comes our way that, that causes us to, 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 to crumble and it may be a depressing, it may be some kind of depressing news. It may be something disturbing. What we do or what we allow ourselves to do is we move out from the Lordship of Christ. We move, we allow ourselves to walk out from the Lordship of, of, of Christ. We allow ourselves to walk out from kingdom mentality, from the kingdom of God, from the way we need to function under the kingdom of God, and we place ourselves under the Lordship of the world. And when we place ourselves under the Lordship of the world, the environment around changes. It's not gonna get any better. You think you're able to do it on your own. You think you, you are well equipped to do it on your own. But when you come under 
when you come under the governance of the world and you give yourself, you give your life to, to everything that, to, to, you, 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 you allow the world to take control of your thoughts, your feelings, and everything. I want you to know that you're bound to fail. You're going to get depressed. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be sad. And everything from there. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Why? Because you've tasted, the Bible says, taste and see that, the, taste and see that God is good. And you've been able to taste and see in the moments of, of trial, in the moments of struggle, you've been absolutely fine because you've been under the Lordship of Christ, under the environment of the kingdom of God. And you know deep down in your heart that everything's going to be okay. But the moment you move out from there, everything's not going to be okay. Everything's not going to be okay. And the Bible is very clear. Ask. Ask God for wisdom without doubting. Ask in faith, and it will be given to you. You know, I'm convinced that there is nothing, I hope you're convinced along with me as well, but I'm convinced that there's nothing that God cannot do for you, for your family, for your job, for your business. There is nothing that God cannot do for you just because of how much he loves you. The wisdom of the world will always fail because when people around you tell you something that they feel is right for you, they're telling you out of their flesh. And they're telling you from a place of being in the world. But when you are under the covering of God and you have someone around you coming and telling you something, Obviously, the Bible, the Bible says that we all have a spirit of discernment. We can know for ourselves right, between, right from wrong, wrong from right. We're able to discern. The problem is everyone around you, everyone around you, even if they don't, they always think they know a lot more than you know. You know? Everyone around. I put myself also at times... Oh, I may not know something about something. I'm like, hey, no, 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 this is how you need to do it. This is, no, no, no. Everyone thinks, all of us think we know a lot more than the next person. Truth be told, wisdom comes from God and God alone. You can be the smartest person in your class, and that's great. That's absolutely amazing. But if, 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 you don't realize and understand that there's someone far above you who knows better than you, who knows more than you, whose ways are higher than your ways, whose thoughts are higher than your thoughts, then you're bound to fail. You know, Solomon pre presents Proverbs as wise sayings designed to help one traveling on the road of life. Not only designed to help one traveling on the road of life, but to live a productive and a blessed life. New Testament writers like Peter are clear to suggest that we are just pilgrims on this earth. Life, in fact, is a journey. And we're just trying to make heaven our home. 
You know, trying to, trying to figure out life and navigate through life without consulting the one who is the architect of life would be like flying a plane without ever having taken flying lessons. Proverbs presents us with this truth that wisdom does not change. The wise person is the one who will honor God, obey God's teachings, and God will protect them from making foolish and bad choices that are harmful to themselves as well as to others. Following the wisdom of God will help one to navigate through the many changes that we face on a daily basis by making wise choices. You know, it takes time and repeated lessons in humility. Time and repeated lessons in humility to bring us to the place where we can rest in his wisdom and trust in his plan. And I just want to share what I would call a few booster shots, spiritual booster shots that could probably or possibly help you get there. The first thing I want to say is that wise living starts with fearing the Lord. Wise living starts with fearing the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs 9 verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You know, fearing the Lord is basically this. You recognize that he's your creator, he's your master, and he's Lord of all. Simple. You recognize that he's your creator, he's your master, and he's Lord of all. He's holy and awesome, and he alone calls the shots. He alone calls the shots. And in response, you willingly submit yourself to him and in his plan for your life. Without this, there is no wisdom. It starts with salvation. It continues in reverent humility. It starts with salvation and it continues in humility. You understanding that God knows better than me. There's only so much that I can do, but with God I can do all things. Somebody say amen. There's only, I can only go up to a certain place, but God is more than able to take you from where you are to the end and bring you to your destiny because he's, he was in your past, he's in, pre, he's in your present, and he's standing in your future, and he will make sure he will take care of anything and everything from where you are to get you to where you need to be. You just need to acknowledge that. You just need to acknowledge that. That wise living starts with fearing the Lord. The second thing is, wise living, go, wise living grows by receiving God's word. Wise living grows by receiving God's word. The Bible says in Psalm 19 verse 7, the instruction of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. Nothing can match the Bible for showing you the mind of God. Nothing can match the Bible for showing you the mind of God, showing you what God feels about a situation, showing you which direction you need to take 
when you're faced with a certain situation, knowing what you need to do, how you need to do, why you need to do it, and what you need to do, and what, whatever. Spend time in God's word, and he will show you the ways of life. He will show you everything you need to know about life, and how to do life, and how to live a life in abundance. The Bible said God came to give us life, John 10.10, 10, and life in all of its abundance, which means that even in a difficult situation, we can always continue to look at the bright side because we know that God is with us always. God is with us always. Nothing can match the Bible for showing you the mind of God. The more you sink roots in God through his word, the more wisdom will mark your life. The more wisdom will mark your life. The last and final point I want to say this afternoon is wise living requires that we ask for it specifically. Wise living requires that we ask for it specifically. The Bible says in James 1 verses 5 to 6, now if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives to all generously and without criticizing, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting, for the doubter is like the surging sea, driven and tossed by the wind. In other words, you don't come to God for a second opinion. That's a good word right there. You don't come to God for a second opinion. God, I'm thinking of doing this this way. What do you think? Why isn't God speaking? Because God doesn't have plan B, C, D, E, F. God only sticks to plan A. Very often we like to have A, B, C, D, E, F. But why? If you believe that God is your heavenly father, he's your best friend, and he has only plan A, then plan A is the plan that's going to work. We don't come to God asking, what do you think about this? I feel, you know, I really feel I need to take a second opinion from you because I think you know a little bit, a little better than me. You know, a little. What we need to come to God for, what we really need to come to God and, 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 and say is this, God, overwrite your wisdom on this. Overwrite your wisdom on this. Whatever you show me, I will follow. I'm sorry I should have come to you in the first place, but very often I think I know a lot more, but you created me so you know better. Overwrite your wisdom on this and take control. Take complete control. You know, A.W. Tozer, in his book, The Knowledge of Holy, said this. To believe actively that our Heavenly Father constantly spreads around providential circumstances that work for our present good and our everlasting well-being brings to the soul a veritable benediction. Most of us go through life praying a little, planning a little, jockeying for position, hoping, but never being quite certain of anything and always secretly afraid that we will miss the way. This is a tragic waste of truth and never gives rest to the heart. However, there is a better way. It is to reject our own wisdom and take instead 
the infinite wisdom of God. God has charged himself with full responsibility for our eternal happiness and stands ready to take over the management of our lives the moment we turn in faith to him. The moment we turn in faith to him. Let me say this. Life is tough. How many of you believe life is tough? We all do, right? It's tougher if you're stupid. It's tougher if you're stupid. I don't mean to be ungracious or unkind in saying that, but it's true. It's true. We need to be smart and not make stupid choices that would be harmful or detrimental because it makes life tougher for ourselves and those around us when we make unwise, foolish, stupid decisions instead of wise, godly ones. You know, life, de life demands that we make many, many choices every day. Every single choice you make is shaping who you are and who you are becoming. Listen, let me tell you, life is exciting. Living life with God is the best thing ever. You may go through ups and downs, Okay, you may go through ups and downs, but let me say this. Ups and downs in life are really good because even a straight line and an ECG means you are not alive. Somebody got that. It's okay. God is the God on the mountaintop. He's the God in between and he's the God in the valley below. You can be rest assured that whatever you go through, God is with you. And you can also be rest assured that if it's the worst place you've been in, there's no pit deeper than God who is deeper still. God will get you out. I heard that somewhere. Did you? He will get you out of the pit. Some of you might have heard that story. It's in your Bible. But listen, we, we pretty much go through life like literally drag, big, you know, we, 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 we it's like we're dragging that anchor and we're walking, we're struggling. You don't have to struggle. What you need to do is come before God and ask from Him and He will direct your path. In everything, in all your ways, make it known to Him and He will direct your path. That is wise living. Every choice you make Every choice makes you better or worse. Every choice you make either makes you better or it makes you worse. Either more like Jesus or less like Jesus. But wisdom is the ability to make godly choices in life. When God gives it, live it. When God gives it, live it. You may be in a place today and you might be saying, I really need help on this. I, I really need wisdom in this area. I've been struggling for so long. I've been trying to make ends meet. Whatever I've tried hasn't been working. Listen, I've been in that same place as you as you are, or as you may be in right now. 
And you might be thinking, God, I need help. I need to know what I need to do. I need to know how do I, how do, I do this. I need to know which way do I need to walk in. All eyes closed, all eyes closed. If that is you, just lift up your hand. Don't worry about the person next to you. Naiji. Don't worry about the person next to you. But if that is you, just lift up your hand. And I want to pray. If you are in a confusing spot right now, if you are in a place where you really need help, just lift up your hands because I want to pray for you. Thanks. You can put your hands back down. God, we, are, we, we just come before you, Lord, even as we bring this service to a close. We give you our hearts. We give you our minds. We give you everything, Lord, this day. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that every moment I'm away. Lord, have your way. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that Lord, have your Father God, this afternoon we come to you and we know God time and again we fall, we fail we make a mess but you're always right there ready to pick us up and, make, and bring beauty out of ashes bring out a message out of a mess and today God for all those people who put up their hands and and those who are in a difficult situation God your word says ask and we will receive if anyone lacks wisdom ask and many a times God we, we fail to ask you we know that you are all knowing you are all present but we fail to ask you but today Father we come before you Lord saying we're sorry we made a mistake and God we ask from you we ask of you that you would help us whatever it is that needs to be done for us we ask Lord that you would open up our eyes to see the way the path that you want to take us along because we believe that you make a way where there seems to be no way and so today, Father, I pray for every person to put up their hands that, God, you're going to not only navigate them through the situation and take them through, but, God, 
you're going to bring them. You're going to bring them through victorious. They're going to come through victorious. Even as you hold on to their hands and you lead them along the path, you lead them along the way. I pray, Father God, that whatever the situation may be right now, you are the God of the turnaround and you are going to turn around the situation. If it's a job situation, you're going to turn around the job situation. If it's a financial situation, you're going to turn it around. If it's healing that someone needs, you are going to turn around the situation and bring healing. If it's some kind of reconciliation, family restoration, whatever it is, this afternoon, you are going to turn it around and bring forth that victory that they're desiring. Because you alone are able. You are the God with whom all things are possible. You're a miracle-working God. And so, Father, we just want to entrust everything into your hands today. Surrender our hearts to you completely. And ask you to take over. To take over. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.